The topic for tonight's shiur is Elio Hanavi during his lifetime, during the days of King Achav and his sons. Now, and basically, I think that basically people are familiar with the story of Elio Hanavi. So what I've done is collected a number of interesting midrashim, starting with a medrash from Bamidbar Abba, which is on a posik ki atem boim when you're coming to Eretz Yisrael v'hayrashtem es kol yoshvei ha'aretz mipneichem destroy all those inhabitants of the land v'ibadetem es kol maskiyosem es kol bameisem tashmidu you should destroy all the avodas of it. So there's a mitzvah when the Jews come to Eretz Yisrael to deserve to destroy the avodas of it. This is what the Pasuk says in Eye, which means it teaches us. We learn a lesson. We learn from the animals and from the birds how to despise Avedazare. Melafneinu is that it teaches us from the behemoths. And from the birds of the heaven, Yechakmenu, he gives us wisdom. And the Gemara goes on to explain. How do we get wisdom from animals about hating Avedazareh? Hashem tells the Yidin, We can learn an amazing lesson from the ox of Eliyahu. This is talking about when Eliyahu at Har HaKarmel, and there was a showdown between Eliyahu and the Nevi'e Habal. And the test was that most of the Yidin at that time were serving the Baal. And Eliyahu gathered all the Yidin to Harakarmel and he said, we'll see who gets a fire down from heaven. And one ox would be made by, for the Baal and one ox would be made for Hashem and we'll see who will bring a fire from heaven. So Okay, I'm going to have to mute everyone because there's someone with noise. If anybody has a question, they can unmute themselves. I appreciate questions. So at the time that Eliyahu tells the Oivdei Habao, Bacharu lochem ha'poro echad, choose for yourself one ox, Vasuri shoina, you make it first. Kiatim horabim, you're the majority. Then how many did they have? Niskapsu, they gather together. Arba meyes v'chamishim nevi'e habal, 450 nevi'e habal, v'arba meyes v'chamishim nevi'e asherah. 450 nevi'e asherah. I actually have a problem. My recollection from Tanakh is that there's 450 nevi'e habal and 400 nevi'e asherah. That is my general recollection. But anyway, I don't know if this is a problem with the gears or not. They tried to, and the goal was, so we have all the Nevi'e Habal and Nevi'e Asherah. There's 850 or 900 of them. And on the other hand, we have, on the other hand, we have Eliyahu Anavi himself, because all the other Nevi'im were killed out. Levadia had hit 100 Nevi'im, 50 in one cave, 50 in the other cave, but they weren't known, the people didn't know about them. So as he says, they gather together and there's 850 of them to try to get the ox. 850 strong guys could not lift this ox. See what it says there. It says in Malachim there, 
they should give us two oxen, and they should choose for themselves, they should choose one ox for themselves, and they should cut it, and they should put it on the wood, and they won't put any uh, fire. And I will make one ox, and I will uh, cut it up. And I will not put uh, any fire. What did Eliyahu do? Omar Lohem, he said to them, Baharu Shnei Porim Toimim Meim Achas. Choose two twins to make that both oxen would be equal. Choose both oxen from one mother, Hagdeilim Almira Echod. Both oxen that grow in the same pasture. Vahatilu Alehem Goirolis and make lotteries. Echod Lashem. One for Hashem, the Echod Lashem Habal, and one for the Baal. So we're going to have two matching twin oxen. One is chosen for Hashem, one for the Baal. You choose one. So they chose one, and Elio takes the other. The ox of Elio followed him straight away. He tells the ox to come, the ox comes. The par. The ox that was designated for the Baal. Niskapsu kol nevi'e habal and nevi'e asheda. All 450 nevi'e habal and all 400 nevi'e asheda gathered together. Ve'layochlum lozuz esragli. They couldn't move his feet. He wouldn't budge. And this is all a lesson you learn from this ox. That this ox did not want to be used for Avedah Zonah. Ad shepasach Eliyahu until Eliyahu opened the Omer and he said, Lechi mohem, go with them. Eliyahu tells the ox, go. Suddenly the ox starts talking. Hey shiv hapar, the ox spoke. The Omer and the ox spoke up, and all 850 Nevi'im who were all there heard the ox talking. And he says, just like you have the story with Bilam with the donkey, so you have the same story with Eliyahu Hanavi with the ox, that everybody hears the ox talking. And the ox says, it's not fair, I don't want to go to the Baal. I and my friend, my, my twin, we came out from one womb, we were Mipara Achas. We were both, the, our mother was pregnant with us together, we're coming from one cow. And we grew up in the same, same pasture. So we have literally, our lives were similar. And look what happens here. He is going to go and be a carbon for Hashem. Hashem's name will be made holy with him. And I am going to be with the Baal to anger my creator. So he's very upset about what's going on here. Omar loy Eliyahu, Eliyahu tells him, par, par, ox, ox, altira, don't be afraid, lechi mohem, go with them, val yimsu alilo, and they shouldn't find any excuses. 
שכשם ששמוי של הקודש ברוך הוא מסקדש על אוסי שאימי, just as the name of Hashem will be sanctified on the acts that I have that will be made as a carbon for Hashem, kath miskadesh alecha, there will be a kiddush Hashem made through you as well. So you're still going for a good cause. Amar loy, so the ax tells Eliyahu, and again, the whole audience is listening to the discussion between Eliyahu and the ax. So the ax tells Eliyahu, v'kach atom miyatseini, is this what you advise me? You're advising me that I should go to become a carbon for the bow? I'm not going for it. Shvua, the ox says, I swear. I'm not going to move. You have to hand me over to them. If you believe it's a Kiddush Hashem, so you be actively involved and hand me over. Shanamar, as it says, they took the ox, that he gave them because they couldn't get the ox to budge on their own. And who gave them this ox? And you learn from Eliyahu, he said to them, they should give us two oxen. And then he also tells them, you choose one ox, make it first. So they should have chosen. And then it says, they took the ox that he gave them. For this it's written, we learn a lesson from the animal. Look at how this ox resisted and hated Avedizara. And if an ox has such resistance to Avedizara, we as human beings, as Jews, how much more we should have a tremendous resistance for Avedizara. Don't know what this is. I'm sorry about my screen got messed up. Okay. Um, I apologize about my screen. Uh, it's, we cleaned up. Okay. So what are we up to now? We're up to now. And we also get wisdom from the birds of the heaven. No, don't know what to do. Um, I'm just going to see if there's anything I could do here. I apologize that this got messed up suddenly. I don't know. I'm ignorant of computers. Okay. And we get wisdom from the birds. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hashem says, Learn from the ravens. The ravens who were feeding Eliyahu. Shenemar, as it says, I commanded the ravens to support you over there. When Eliyahu ran away, when there was a famine and there was no rain, and Eliyahu was running for his life and he hid by some nachal, by some streams, the ravens were told to bring him food. From where were the ravens bringing bread and meat in the morning and in the evening? From the table of Yehoshaphat, who was the king of Yehuda, who was a tzaddik. 
They didn't want to go into the house of, there were, there were two wealthy kings. There was Yahishaphat, was the king of Yehuda. Ahab was the king of Yisrael. And they didn't want to take Lahaitzi Mishulchanai Klum. They didn't want to take anything from Ahab's table. Bishvil Oisait Sadik for this Sadik. Why? Now, one might say, I wouldn't want to eat from Ahab because it's not kosher. But Ahab's kitchen was strictly kosher because the manager of Ahab's palace was a Vadya, who was a great Sadik. A Vadya was a Geira Doimi. And it says that Ivadya Hoyoyoreyas Hashem Me'oid, he feared Hashem greatly. Ivadya is considered more God fearing. It says in the Gemara that by Avram it says, Ato Yodati Kimata. By Ivadya it says, Yoreyas Hashem Me'oid. So the Gemara says that Ivadya was more God fearing than Avram Avino. Ivadya was a person who saved a hundred Nevi'im in two caves and gave away. He was a very wealthy man and he gave away all his money to save these hundred Nevi'im and Ivadya as the manager of Ahav's palace. The palace was strictly kosher. So the ravens didn't want to take anything from Ahav's palace, not because of kashras, but because they don't want Eliyot to have to benefit from a wicked man. What's your question? Here, maybe you'll ask later. Is it on the topic? Otherwise, ask later. No, no. It's okay. From here we see, So here we learn a lesson from the birds of heaven that we see how the birds were avoiding a Russia, how much more so we should avoid a wicked person. Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hashem says, and now we go back to the Pasuk in Iyoy that we had in the beginning. We had a Pasuk in Iyoy, which if we just go back to, it says, that we learn a lesson from the animals of the earth. And we learn wisdom from the birds. So we see that the animal, the ox of Eliyahu, did not want to be brought for Avedizara only as a carbon for Hashem. The birds, the ravens, wouldn't bring food from the palace of Achav. They went all the way to Yerushalayim, even though Shemrin was closer. They could have easily brought food from Achav's palace, strictly kosher, but they didn't want to take food from a wicked person. This is the meaning of this Pasuk in in, in Eiv. So if the birds and the animals are so careful with Avedizara, how much more so we, as human beings, as Yidin, should be careful. Now, capture those who are the inhabitants of the land and don't benefit from their Avedizara. Now, uh, going now to a posset in the beginning of the story of Eliyahu. When Eliyahu was first introduced, which is in Perech Yudzayin, Pasek Aleph, it says that Eliyoh Hanavi or Eliyoh Atishbi, who was an inhabitant of Gilad, says to Achav, to King Achav, who was a wicked man, I swear by Hashem there won't be any rain till I say so. And then there was a three-year famine. But the introduction to this is actually found in the previous Pasek. It says here about King Achav, Biyamov in his day, 
Chiel Beis Ha'eli built the city of Yericho. Now there had been a curse from Yehoshua when they captured Yericho, and they captured Yericho on Shabbos. They surrounded it seven days, and the seventh day the wall collapsed, and they captured it on Shabbos, and Yehoshua put a curse that no one should build the city of Yericho, and if anybody does build the city of Yericho, he will lose all his children. When he starts building Yericho, he will lose his oldest. As he builds it, he will lose all the other children. As he puts up the doors, he will lose his youngest. This Chiel Beis Ha'eli, which is two Pshatim in Beis Ha'eli, either he came from the city of Beiskel, or we'll soon see that Beis Ha'eli has got to do, that he, he broke the curse. Eli is a curse. Like you have on Tishabab, uh, we say, which is like a lamentation, a curse that came on seeing. So, the one who broke this curse, built Yerichai. As he built it, he lost all his children. He made the foundations, he lost Aviram, his oldest. He put up the doors. He lost his youngest, Sigiv. Kedvar Hashem, like the word of Hashem, Asher Diber Biyad Yehoshua Binun. As Hashem had predicted through Yehoshua Binun, that whoever builds Yerichai will lose all his children. Now, then we have Elio Hanavi says there's no rain for the next few years. So there's an amazing Rashi here. It's actually based on a Talmud Yerushalmi. What is the connection between Elio Hanavi saying there will be no rain for the next few years with Chiel building Yerichli? Eliyahu and Achav went to comfort Chiel in his avails. Actually, as I was looking today, I didn't copy it because it's got a lot of hard words, but I noticed today that there is a Talmud Yerushalmi, which this Rashi is based on. This Rashi is based on a Talmud Yerushalmi, which basically tells us that Hashem told uh, Hashem told Eliyahu, Eliyahu, go and visit the house of Chia. He's sitting Shiva, and Eliyahu does not want to go. He says, I know they're going to be there, and they're going to be saying terrible things about Hashem. And Hashem tells him that you go, and whatever uh, curse you put on them will be fulfilled. So Eliyahu Hanavi is forced by Hashem to go there. Now, as many of us know, Eliyahu Hanavi was quite a harsh person. Even though we know in all the stories of Eliyahu Hanavi, that Eliyahu Hanavi is always a person of kindness, but the truth is that Eliyahu, even though he was an amazing tzaddik, was very, very harsh. And actually at a certain point, when Eliyahu asked Hashem to punish the Jewish people, and because of their constant idolatry, and Hashem tells him then that he should go and anoint Hashem at that point tells him, I didn't copy this, but it's actually a Pesach and Pesach Yud test when Hashem tells Eliyahu that he should go on the way from Damascus and make Hazoel as the new king of Adam and Yehu, a new king of Eden, and Elisha, the new Novi. 
And he says that between these three people, they will destroy all the people who have served idols. Anyway, so there's an amazing Rashi there that says that Elisha, Timshach, Lenovi, Tachtecha, you should anoint Elisha as a Novi instead of you. And Rashi brings, I don't want your prophecies anymore. You are speaking bad about Jewish people. I don't want you to be my Novi anymore. We'll replace you with Elisha. So it's quite interesting that Eliyahu Novi was a great Sadiq, but he was actually a very harsh person. Actually, it says that Eliyahu Hanavi complains to Hashem. It's also in Perak Yutes. He says, Kani kinesi Hashem Ki ozvu brischo b'nei Yisrael. They have forsaken your bris, your covenant. Actually, it's mentioned in Zayar and elsewhere that because Eliyahu said the Jews have forsaken the bris, this is the reason that Eliyahu Hanavi comes to every single bris. Eliyahu Hanavi comes to every bris. By a bris, we have to make a kisei shel Eliyahu. It's in the Zayar that's learned the night before the bris. And we say, Why is this? Because Eliyahu Hanavi prosecuted against the Yidin. And he said the Yidin have forsaken the bris. That's why Eliyahu has two punishments. One is he has to attend every bris and see that Jews keep bris milah. The other is the main yomtiv, which is the covenant of Hashem and the Jewish people, is Pesach. So Eliyahu Hanavi has to visit every single Seder. And at every single Jew Seder, we have a key, a case shel Eliyahu. And Eliyahu sees the Jews are still keeping the Seder. But anyway, back to the Rashi over here. Lama smoche lekan, why do we mention it here? El ha-shaholchu Eliyahu v'achav l'nachem eschiel be'evli. Eliyahu and Achav went to comfort Chiel in his mourning. Chiel is mourning for the loss of his children. Chiel has lost his children. And he is mourning. Omar Achav Leliyos, Achav asks Eliyahu, and Achav, we must remember, was very idolatrous. It's mentioned that of all the kings, he was the worst of all of them. We have a posset that says that he, we have a posset concerning King Achav, that he was worse than all the, all his predecessors. It should be at the end of Perek Tes Zion, it says over here, Vayosef Achav, I'll just read a posset from Perek Tes Zion. Achav angered Hashem more than all the kings of Yisrael that were before him. So Eliyahu and Achav are both visiting Chiel's house as Chiel is sitting Shiva for his youngest son, which he lost because of the curse of Yeshua. Omar Achav Achav asks Eliyahu, Eliyahu, tell me, and Yerushalmi, it's more in detail. He says, tell me. Is there any connection? Yeshua puts a curse that if somebody builds Yerichai, he's going to lose all his children. And Chiel built Yerichai and lost all his children. Is it just a coincidence or is it connected to the curse? So Eliyahu Navi says, for sure it's connected to the curse. Sa'achav says, ridiculous. After Shekil has had Talmud this time, the curse of the student was fulfilled. The Kilnas Meish Rabbeinu Lamis this time. And the curse of Meish Rabbeinu was not fulfilled. Yehoshua put a curse on the one who builds Yerichai to lose his children. And Leoah Novi put a curse, which we say in Shema every day. In Vahoyim Shemaya, he shamru lochem, penyifta levavchem, besartem, bavadatem, lekim achayim. 
if you serve other gods, and bow to them, Hashem will get angry at you, Hashem will close the heavens, there'll be no rain. So if Yeshua is only the student, Moshe Rabbeinu is greater. And call you saw leave the Mavedizara, all Jews are serving the idols, and the Ain Geshomim Netzarim, and the rain doesn't stop. By Yemir and Leos, and Yoanov, he says, Aha, that's what you guys want. That's the meaning of Paschalim. Then Yoanov, he says, There won't be any rain until I say so. And that's when the whole plan that Ezebel was looking to have Ach and Leo killed, and Leo had to run for his life, and Leo is hiding for some three years. Now, Another medrash now, an amazing medrash. From Siktor Abbasi, hey Dalid, he says, At Meitze you find, Kol Hanisim Sha'asa Kodesh Baruchu Li Yisrael, Vasid Lasislahem, all the miracles Hashem made for the Jewish people, all the miracles Hashem will make for the Jewish people, is all Bishus Hashvatim. It's all in the merit of the 12 Shvatim. The base Hamikdash will be built in the merit of the twelve Shvatim. Shenemar, there's a Pasik Yerushalayim Abnuya. It says Shesham Olu Shvatim, because the Shvatim went up to Yerushalayim, and in the schus of the Shvatim going up, that's why because the twelve Shvatim came to Yerushalayim, that's why Yerushalayim will be rebuilt. Everything Hashem created, He created in the merit of the Shvatim. And we have a few examples. There are how many Shvatim, how many sons does Yaakov have, how many tribes? Twelve. And corresponding to that, Hashem makes twelve months a year. Why? To correspond with the twelve Shvatim. There are 12 constellation of stars in the heavens to correspond with the 12 Shvatim. 12 hours a day corresponding to the 12 Shvatim. 12 hours a night corresponding to the 12 Shvatim. The spiritual world, the physical world, everything is in the merit of the 12 sons of Yaakov the 12 tribes, all this my handmade, in the schus of these 12 shvatim. That's why 12 consolations, therefore, because of this, when Elio wants to bring the Eden back, the Jews have all been serving idols, and Elio has the big showdown on Hara Carmel, and he wants to bring the Eden back, and he's building a Mizbeach. How many stones did he make? Since everything is in the merit of the 12 Shvatim, that's why it was so important that the Mizbeach that Elio built on Hara Carmel have 12 stones. Not al Avonim, he took 12 stones. Now I've always known this, that he took 12 stones, but I've never seen this Medrash till today as to how crucial it is that it has to be 12 for the 12 Shvatim. It has to be Shtem Esrei Avonim, Lemisbar HaShvatim, equal to the number of Shvatim, Ubonois and Mizbeach, he built them a Mizbeach, Minayin, Mimashehishlim, Minayin, Mimashehishlim, Minavi, as the Novi says, Vayikach Elio, Shtem Esrei Avonim, Elio took 12 stones, 
Lemispar Shifte B'nei Yaakov, according to the number of the Shmachim. Kach Pasach Reb Tanchuma Bey Rebaba. Reb Tanchuma was giving a drasha in the house of Rebaba, and he quoted a Pasach in Hesheya, which we say in the Haftoyah of Parshav Ayetzei, Uvinovi Helo Hashem Es Yisrael Mimitzrayim, Hashem brought the Jews up with a prophet, a, a Novi, Moshe Rabbeinu, brought them up from Mitzrayim, over Novi Nishmar and Novi guarded them in the desert. So the way that Abtanchuma teaches this Pasuk is, the Novi who brought the Jews up from Mitzrayim, Ze Eliyahu, that refers to Eliyahu. Uh, sorry, I'm wrong. Ze Moshe. The Novi who brought the Jews up from Egypt was Moshe. Over Novi Nishmar, the Novi who helped protect the Jews when they were in Israel to protect them from serving idolatry, and now the Medrash goes on to mention a whole lot of similarities between Moshe Rabbeinu and Eliyahu Hanavi. There are two Nevi'im from the tribe of Levi. There must be more. There's Eli HaKoyim, there's more as well, but here we, Yermio, Yecheskel, they're all from the tribe of Levi. But anyway, the Medrash mentions there's two leading Nevi'im from the tribe of Levi, Moshe was the Rishon, he is the first of the Nevi'im, and Eliyahu Acharein, because Eliyahu is going to come again right before Moshiach. They are both going to be redeeming the Jewish people as shluchim, as emissaries. Most of the Nevi'im, you know, that ever put tremendous emphasis on the concept of shlichus. By most of the Nevi'im, we don't have it emphasized. By which two Nevi'im do we have emphasized that they are shluchim, that they are messengers of Hashem, we specifically have it connected to Moshe Rabbeinu and Eliyahu Hanavi, which, by the way, that ever mentioned that shaliach plus ten, a shaliach works with Asher Koychas HaNefesh is the concept of Moshiach. Anyway, but specifically the idea of shlichus is mentioned by Moshe Rabbeinu and by Eliyahu Hanavi. Moshe Ga'olam mi Mitzrayim b'shlichus. Moshe taking the Yidin out of Mitzrayim is as a shliach. As it says, and now go, I will send you to Pari. Elio will redeem the Jewish people and prepare for Mashiach as a shliach. As it says, we have this at the end of the Haftarah of Shabbos HaGodah. I will send you Elio Hanavi. So it says again, Moshe redeemed the Jews from Mitzrayim. They never went back. Many, many redemptions were not permanent. But Moshe redeemed us from Egypt. We never went back and became slaves in Ishtabda, the Mitzrayim. So it was a permanent ge'ula. When Elio Hanavi will redeem the Jews from Golas Edom, they will not go back to be enslaved. It is a permanent salvation. But Maitzi, and you find you find tremendous similarity between Moshe Rabbeinu and Elio. And again, this is from Siktor Abbasi. It's mentioned in a few other Midrashim as well. But what I have copied here is from Siktor Abbasi. The numbers here I put in, they're not from the Medrash, but I just counted them. Number one, Moshe Zanavi and Elio Hanavi. Number two, Moshe Zanavi is called Ishoelikim. Tfilon the Moshe Ishoelikim. And Eliyahu is also called Ishoelikim. We have the story with Eliyahu with King Ahaziah when King Ahaziah fell out a window and sent advice. 
and he sees Eli, he, his um, people end up meeting Elio, and they refer to him as Ishali Kimner. Maisha Ola Maisha went up to heaven. Maisha went up to heaven. He spent 40 days on heaven. At the end of his life, went up with a storm, with a fire to heaven. Shinemar, by Yehiba Halis, Eliyahu went up to heaven. Maisha Horages Hamitri, there was an Egyptian who was causing Maisha a lot of trouble, and Maisha killed him. And Eliyahu Horages Chil, when they had the showdown at Hara Carmel, and the Nevi'e Habal were supposed to bring a fire from heaven, and they knew they had no chance. So they had Chil hiding inside their Mizbeach, and Elio had him killed. Elio obviously didn't physically kill him, but he said a name of Hashem or a curse or whatever he did, and a snake bit him. By Yesham Babal, he was guilty. Chil was guilty for the serving of the Baal by Yomais, and he died. So Meisha killed an Egyptian without touching him, and Elio killed Chil without touching him. And that's a Pasuk in Hesheya, that, that because he was guilty with the serving the Baal. Meisha niskalkalali the Isha. Meisha, when he was short of food, there was a woman, the daughter of Ayyadeh Bitei Shal Yisrael, the daughter of Yisrael, because Meisha ran to Midian and he helped the daughters of Yisrael get water. And Yisrael tells his daughters, Kiren call him and let him have some bread. So you see that there was a woman who gave Meisha bread. This later was a woman he married. And Leo got supported from the surface, as it says, take from me some bread. So again, both of them were supported by a woman. Number four, or six actually, we're up to number six. Meisha ran away from Paroi. Meisha ran for his life. And Eliyahu Barach Mipnei Izevel. And Leoh also ran for his life. So we've had six similarities so far. When Moshe ran away, he came to a well where he met Yisrael's daughters. And Leoh Hanavi, when he ran away, he also came to a well, as it says. Which Be'er Sheva is connected to a well or seven wells. Meishu, when he came to Arsinai, it says, So he was covered in a cloud. He went up with a storm, with a cloud. As it says, When Elio went up. Meishu says, By the story of Kairach, Meishu Namar, If Meishu makes a decree, he says, about Kairach and his people. If these people are going to die like normal human beings, then Hashem never sent me. And by Elio, we find the same idea that he says, I swear by Hashem there won't be any rain the next few years, only until I say so. Meishet says, and Elio, it says, so both whatever it means, but the same concept is mentioned by both of them. By Meisha, it says, by Yishmas Hakoil, he heard a voice from the Ayhomaye talking to him from, from Harsinai. And by Elio also, there's a voice talking to him. Meisha Kinis is Yisrael Harsinai. Meisha gathers all the Jews to Harsinai to a mountain. And Elio, Kinsam Elio, got them together also to a mountain, to Harakarmel.
Moshe beer over the Avedis Adam, Moshe destroyed those who serve idols. As it says, Simu put your sword on your Yedach, on your thigh. And in Leo also we find Bian Avedizara destroyed Avedizara. Vitafas Navia Habal, he grabbed the Navia Habal, Vishachtam, and shafted them. Maisha Kanoi, Maisha was zealous. As it says, Mila Hashem Eli, who is on Hashem's side, let him come to me. And in Leo is a Kanoi. As it says, Vayomer Leo, Mechola Om Leo said to the whole nation, Geshu Noi Eli, come to me. And it was to be zealous to help Elio kill the Nevi'eh Habal and the Nevi'eh Asherah when they couldn't bring the fire from heaven. So Moshe was zealous to kill idolaters and Elio the same. Moshe Nitman Bama'ora. Moshe by Harsinai hid in a cave. As it says, Moshe asked that he wants to see Hashem's glory. And Hashem says, V'samticha b'nikras hatsur. I will put you in a hole in a rock, which is a cave. And Eliyahu nitman bama'ore. Eliyahu hid in a cave, Vilon, the same exact cave of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Ksiv Ayavayel Hamma'ore, he came to the cave Ayolensham, which is the same hole in the rock where Moshe Rabbeinu was hidden. Eliyahu hid in that same hole in the rock. Moshe Moshe comes to our Sinai, we refer to it as the mountain of Hashem. And by Eliyahu comes to our Sinai. And again, it's to, we call it Har Ha'elikim. We don't find any other Navi coming to Har Sinai. Moshe Bala Midbar, Moshe went to the desert, and Elio goes to the desert. As it says, V'hu Ha'elich Lamidbar. Moshe, number 18 we're up to. 18 dissimilarities already. Of Moshe and Elio Hanavi. Moshe, he's Siachimai. Al Yedei Malach, Hashem spoke to Moshe through an angel. As it says, Vayeda Elav Malach Hashem. And Elio also had discussion with Hashem through a malach, as it says, Vehine Zem Malach. Moshe went up on Mount Sinai. How long did he not eat and drink when he was on Har Sinai? 40 days and 40 nights. An average person can't survive that long without eating. Moshe had 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat and drink. We find similar to Ba'eliyo that he was told to go towards Harsinai and he was told to have a good meal. Ba'eliyo went 40 days without eating. So both Moshe and Eliyo have 40 days without eating. Moshe stopped the sun as it says on this day, I will put your fear on all the nations because Moshe was by the war of Sichon or the war of Oig that he stopped the sun to help him win the war. And in Leo, also the day of the story of Harak Carmel, and Leo also stopped the sun. As there is a famous Medrash that says that it wasn't the amount of things that Eliyahu did on that day was not realistic. It's not, it's too much, it's too much to do. So there is a Medrash that brings that on that day, I'm just trying to see if I see it. Um, I didn't copy it, but I do know that on that particular day, Elio Hanavi got so many things done here. It's from Agodas Barashas, and I'll read it to you even though I didn't copy it. The Madrash says, A Masai Bonas Hamasbeach. Elio, that day he built the Mizbeach with 12 stones. And he fixed the wood. 
He had water in it because around his Mizbeah, he made a whole area of water. When did he shech the ark? When did he daven? He did so many things in one day. So what happened is Elio stopped the sun and extended the day. So Moshe Rabbeinu extended the day by the war of Amalek, and Eliyahu extended the day by the story of Harakarmo. As it says, Today everybody will know that Hashem is gone. Moshe Yisrael, for the Yidin, Don't destroy your nation and your inheritance. for the Yidin. And he says, Aneini Hashem Aneini, answer me Hashem, because it's not the Jews' fault. You gave these Yidin a Yitzhahara. You know why they're doing these Avedas? They have a Yitzhahara, which you gave them. Moshe Kinispanan Hashem, when Moshe Davins Hashem, Tafas Zechus Aves, he mentions the merit of the Aves, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And Eliyahu also says, Hashem Elikei, Avraham, Yitzchak, the Yisrael. I actually saw an interesting thing today that we daven Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov. And Leo says, Hashem Avraham, Yitzchak, He doesn't say, Avraham, Yitzchak. So it's brought that Leo was living in a time of terrible idolatry. If he would say, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, somebody might think there's three different gods. So Leo emphasized that it's one God who's the God of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Moshe Kiblin, then we're up to number 23. 23 similarities already between Moshe and Eliyahu. Moshe Kiblin, Yisrael, al Yodei, Moshe, through him, the Jews took on to love Hashem, as it says, Kol HaShadib and Hashem, Nasa, and Nishma, whatever Hashem said, we will do and we will listen, and everybody knows Nasa before Nishma, and Eliyahu also, Kiblin, al Yodei, Avasei, Shomokim, through him they accepted the loving of Hashem, as it says, Hashem hu ha'elikim. They all called out Hashem hu ha'elikim. Moshe made a mishkan in an area called Beis Sosayim. A Beis Sosayim is an area where you could plant two sa'ah of grain, a mikvah's 40 sa'ah. A Beis Sosayim, just to tell you, a Beis sa'ah is, is 50 amos by 50 amos. Beis Sosayim, two sa'ah, is 50 amos by 100 amos. So Moshe made a mishkan the size of Beis Sosayim, 50 amas by 100 amas. Beis Sosayim Zera, an area where you could plant two saw. Ve'liyo osa dichsumni. A dichsumni is a shvil, like a space. He made a shvil all around the Mizbeach. There should be a big open area of Beis Sosayim Zera where you can plant two saw, which was filled with water to show that nevertheless, even though this packed with water, there will still be a uh, the fire will still come down from heaven, which it's also amazing how Leo Anovi managed to get the water when it hadn't rained for three years. And we'll hopefully soon see how it came through Elisha, through Elio's fingers. Still now we had 24 things that Meisha and Eliyahu are equal. In one thing, there's one area where Meisha is greater than Elio. That to Meisha it says, Stay with me. Moshe comes to Arsina, comes up to Hashem, and Hashem says, Stay here. And Elio is told, Malachapai Elio, what are you doing here? 
Back to similarities. Moshe hated this ice. He brought a fire down from heaven. Ben Leo hated this ice. Brought a fire from heaven. All the Jews saw Moshe bringing a fire from heaven. As it says, all the Jews saw him praise and sing. And in everybody fell on their face and screamed out when they saw the fire from heaven. Moshe built the Mizbeach and Elio built the Mizbeach. Moshe calls the name of the Mizbeach by Hashem's name. As it says, Vayikra Shmei Hashem Nisi. And Leo also makes him his bath with the name of Hashem. As it says, Vayitenes Havonim B'Shem Hashem. Or I looked in the Pasuk, the Pasuk actually reads, Vayivne Es Havonim Mizbeach B'Shem Hashem. Moshe, when he built the Mizbeach, built it out of 12 stones. And Leo built the Mizbeach out of 12 stones. And this is the meaning of the Pasuk that we read on Shabbos Rishchidosh. Hashemayim Kisi Vares Hadayim Ragloi. The heaven is my chair and the earth is my footstool. At the end of the Navu of Yeshayo Anovi, you have this Pasuk Hashemayim Kisi. And when did Yeshayo say this Pasuk? In the days of Menashe, who was the son of Kiskiyo, as well as a grandson of Menashe. When Menashe, now this Menashe was a terrible Rosha. Menashe brought the Tselem, an idol, into the Hechel. So Yeshayo Anovi started saying to the Eden as a Navu, what are you, Ms. Goimli? You're being haughty by the Vesemitish you built? The El Yainim and the Tachtainim, all the higher and lower worlds cannot hold the honor of Hashem. Vahabayas Hazesh of Anisim, what do you think? This house? Anit Sarechez Abayas Hashativnum, you think Hashem needs this house? And again, this was being said because the Yidden were doing Avedis. Nebuchadnezzar is going to come and destroy the Vesemitish and take you to Golot. When Menashe, who was the king, heard this prophecy, Miyad Kaas, all of Menashe. Menashe got angry and he says, Tifsu, grab this Yeshayo Hanavi. How dare he say you are going to go to Golas because we're serving idols. They ran after him and to grab him and he kept running. There was a Haruvis, a carob tree, and the Ubolo, he said, swallowed Yeshayo Hanavi, should get away from Menashe. Menashe brought Choroshim, brought woodchoppers, cut the tree, and blood came out. And it says, as there's a passage that says, the gam dom noki shafach Menashe harbe ma'id. Menashe shed much innocent blood until milis Yerushalayim pelepe. Now, literally, it means Menashe killed a lot of people, and Menashe killed up to a thousand people a day. But it says here, he filled Yerushalayim mouth to mouth. Even if you kill a thousand people, it's not mouth to mouth with blood. What does it mean, Pelepe? Esher came. can you say such a thing? But Pelepe means that he killed Yeshayo. Yeshayo Anavi is equal to Meisha. By Meisha, it says, Pelepe Adabra, but Yeshayo is similar. So Yeshayo starts rebuking them. Hashemayim kisi varetz adayim ragli. Don't think that the Beis Hamikdash was built for you, but who was it built for? It's built for the Torah. And that's what he says, and it's why did Hashem do all this for the Torah? And Rabbi Yeshua HaKoyin, but Rabbi Nechemia says it's for the sake of the Shvatim, as it says, when Elio saw the Koyach of the Shus of Yidin, that even the Beis Hamikdash is Dafka in the Shus of the Shvatim, Elio came to her at Carmel to be Makar of the Yidin, bring him back to Hashem. He built 12 Avonim, 12 stones for the 12 Shvatim, 
I'm just looking, we can do one more short medrash. And similarly, there's a ton of Devei Eliyahu. That in the days of Eliyahu and Novi, Yidin were Yerei Shamayim in truth. That's Harakarma. When Eliyahu went and made a Mizbeach and made a place of Tusa of seed. And he built this Mizbeach B'Shem Hashem. And he tells his students, fill 40 jugs of water and pour it on the oil and the Eitzim and the wood. And he says, do it again, do it again, a third time. And they went and had water all around them as bath. And also the uh, ditch was also filled with water all around them as bath, which they made. There was a ditch around them as bath, also filled with water. Now, 12 jugs can fill the whole place with water. But when he told his students, does anybody have any water? So Elisha, his student says, I have a bit of water. So Leo, I know he says, go pour it on my hands. So Elisha poured the water on his hands and came 10 wells came out of Elio's fingers until the whole place was filled with water. And this is the meaning of the passage that says that at a certain point, uh, King Yehoshaphat was asked if there's a Novi here and he says, Poy Elisha ben Shaphat. Elisha ben Shaphat is here. He poured water through the hands of Elio. At that time, Elio stood up to Davin and he says, Aneini Hashem, Aneini, answer me Hashem so that everybody should know that you're God. And a fire came down from heaven and consumed the carbon and the stones and the earth and the water. It scorched everything. At that time, the Yidin left the Abedizadeh and they became true Yidei Shemayim, at least on that day. As it says, they all rejoiced, and they fell on their face and they all called out, Hashem Hu Elikim. So on that day, there was a big Esaitid Estruva. We'll have Esaitid Estruva shortly. And we'll come to be as Moshiach the Maid of the Amen. Okay, we're going to stop here. It's over 45 minutes.